This, this is SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross. Welcome to Cowboys Crosstalk. Shannon Gross here sitting across from my my partner on Hanging with the Boys on DallasCowboys.com, the great Nate Newton here at the Star. How you doing tonight, Nate? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I see my man Gavin is, is down there, man. And Gavin, I'm, is, uh, is it your show or whose show that somebody got the Rona? Oh, yes, our show. Good evening, by the way, Nate. It's yeah. great to see you. Great Shannon, see how the you, heck bro. are you? Doing great. Uh, Welcome to the show, Gavin Dawson on the 105. We, the can't, we can't catch the Rona. <laughs> like this, can we? No, sir. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because I was going to just protect myself. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I might have it. But, yeah, we had Jeff Cavanaugh come down with it over the weekend. Yeah, so. okay. Tell him, I hope he's doing better, for real. That's yeah, serious. We expect yeah. him back tomorrow, but appreciate that. Yeah, he's at Tell JC Chris I'm quit hot. Before the show, come on. <laughs> All right. Nate, can we, can we continue? I'm you sorry. Just, we haven't even introduced everybody. You already stopped the show down. <laughs> I'm sorry. This isn't sorry. Hanging I'm, with the Boys. I'm this is Cowboys talking. Crosstalk. This is a different show. I'm through talking. Okay. All right. I'm like, Welcome to the show, through. Gavin. Good, good to have sir. you aboard tonight. And Looking good, bro. Very special guest, former Dallas Cowboy, Patrick Creighton is on the show tonight. Do we have you there, Patrick? I am here. How you guys doing? We are doing great, man. How are, how are things with you? Uh, are we talking about the star or are we talking about life? Well, <laughs> both. Which way do you want to take this right out don't of the Don't do it. No, please don't open that door please. for this man, please. Man, my fill goodness. Us, fill us in on what you have been up to. Where Where are you living these days? What are you up to? What's What's going on with Patrick Creighton? Man, I'm, I'm still here in Louisville, man. Just so I'm not actually far from the star at all. Uh, just... Raising these kiddos of mine, man, and doing business stuff off the field. Mm-hmm. How many you got? How many babies you got? Help us out. Three. 13, 12, and 11. Cool, man. Girls, boys, two. What? what? Two boys and a girl. My daughter's right oh. in the middle. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. You about, you're about halfway home then. 12, what, 13, 12, you're and 11? Right. <laughs> yeah. you, you are about right. right. Yes, sir. So what are you doing, what are you doing business-wise? What are you, what are you messing around with? Uh, you know, one thing we have, my wife and I, we own a Primrose. Uh, private preschool. Okay. Uh, so, so that's that's one thing we got going. Uh, and then I be, uh, got invested within FedEx. So I own FedEx trucks and routes as well. So okay. Just keeping busy, brother. Keeping busy. Very cool. Have you had any time with all that going on to watch this Dallas Cowboys football team this season? If you want to call it that one, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here and, we and what is your take so far on the Dallas Cowboys this season? Halfway just a general the general thoughts. My, my general thoughts, uh, number one, uh, what I wish would happen is if someone would, like, just start the game off with a fight. That would at least show me this team has some. I like it. That's one thing. Right. That's, that's, that's one thing. Just start off, like, on a kickoff, like, get a 15-yard penalty for an excessive hit, something. Just, just show me there's, like, some kind of fight left in this team because I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I get it. Uh, DeMarcus, uh, Tank Lawrence was, was saying, uh, a couple weeks ago that no one should question how hard he plays. I'm not questioning how hard you play, sir. I, I, I've watched you. I know how hard you play. 
I'm questioning the fight and the leadership that you're not putting towards everyone else to come to your level. You are the top. I, I, you're, the, you're the highest paid player on the defense. I make. I need to. I need to see that leadership on that side of the ball. He's a hell of a player. I just need to see that transfer over into the leadership column, and 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 that comes out through the rest of the team. I love that, man. I've been looking for some fight from this team, and I, I say start one, uh, start a game with a fight on the opening kickoff, and then if you go down twenty again, that's going to have to be fight number two. Okay, we're not going down without a swing. Nate, we sure. talked we talked sure. about it on the show earlier. Just do like Mike used to do, and just slap slap them in the head first play out of the gate, right? D- do something. Yeah. <laughs> we we're all on the same page here, man, and. And it's just good to hear your voice, Creighton, man. And uh, some of these things we're going to take to our podcast tomorrow, you know, because, I, I, you know, we got a pretty good little group. And I, but I, I've never thought of it that way. Just just come out swinging. Just just do yes. something. I mean, yeah. We have to get something going. Gavin, from your, your vantage point over there on the, on the fan side, what are you seeing with the team? What would you like to see more of? And I, I guess – question for everybody is are we kind of resigned now with the way the season is and where we're at with the season or are moral victories along the way kind of what we have to look forward to with this team well uh you know i appreciate the question first of all patrick primrose was great for my abby she's nine now she's in fourth grade but primrose we had her there for two years and it was amazing um, Thanks, sir. So salute to that. Salute to those guys with their child care and their education. But I want to see positive signs from this defense. They can learn what Mike Nolan's teaching. They can transition from last year's system to this one. Find some guys who it really clicks with. And I'm hoping Trayvon Diggs can build off what he had. You know, there was a couple of plays early in the year where he could have had some picks. So you could be looking at the midway point here with the guy who's you know got four interceptions and he knocked the ball out of Metcalf's hands too. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I want to see some exciting guys develop, and I, I think Diggs is a good candidate for that. I'm waiting on you, Creighton. My my, my space is, <laughs> is full. I want to hear you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I Like he said, I want to touch on that, too, as well, because uh, t- uh, Diggs has showed me a lot coming in being a rookie. He's probably the best player in the secondary right now as a rookie. And that's 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 kind of – if you're a vet, that's kind of hard to chew being that – uh, he is a true rookie, has come in and started from day one as probably your best player and probably has played your best defensively outside of Alden Smith, who I'm not sure if he was hurt this past game or if he was just not feeling it or if I'm not sure exactly what was going. Uh, but, yeah. Patrick, are you okay? Obviously, he's young. He's a rookie. He's he's making mm-hmm. mistakes. But he's got some dog in him. You can see that he doesn't give Correct. up on plays. Gavin, you mentioned the 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 Metcalf play where he he ran him down from behind. Looks like he's got a really short memory, which you need as a, as a DB in this league. He he makes mistakes and then he turns around and he and he's made some really good plays. Are you okay with with the mistakes as long as you see progress and him him getting better? Is that what you want out of a rookie? Is is someone that just has a little bit of fight in him and and short-term memory on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there, there are – there are. that's one of the things you cannot coach. I cannot – there's two things you cannot – that a football coach will tell you that I can't coach. I can't coach size, and I can't coach attitude and effort. Thank you. If you bring those, everything else I can work with. We can work on technique and everything, but I can't coach your effort, and I can't coach your, your size. As long as you got those, we can, we can work with everything else. And he's shown now, and that dog that's in him, he has it in him naturally. 
Parcells always had this one talk. He says, if they don't bite when they puppies, they usually don't bite when they become adults. <laughs> and right. he's a puppy that's, that's, that's snapping. Nate, talking about digs, is there it, – it's the youth movement, I guess, from here on oh, out. Yeah, it's kind of what it, you want to see, the right? the Nucci era. Now, Ben may not be playing this week, but it's it was short lived, wasn't it? Yeah, the but what that means for me is it's a young man's game for the Dallas Cowboys now. I want to see some effort, which Creighton just talked about. These guys can play. Uh, we got to get them going in the right direction defensively. The, the Arnays of the world, the Gallimores of the world, we got to get them going. And, and I'm not resigned to just getting beat up every week. But we need to see our young guys line up, do their assignments, and be the best players they can be. And if, if, if we got that, I, I can live with it. But if we don't have effort, I mean, that's too far to go. That, that's right. too far of a project if you don't have effort. That, you, that's, that's sad. Yeah, Gavin, from, from your point of view – the season is what it is, and as, as a Cowboys fan, you guys talk to fans all the time on your shows. As a Cowboys fan, it's hard to be excited about the rest of the season. You, technically, you still have a chance to win the division. You have a chance to host a playoff game. I think all of us are probably realists, and it's like, what's you know, yeah, you want to make the playoffs, but what, what hope do you have or what are you looking forward to the rest of this year as this season plays out when you're only at the midway point and it's been as dismal as it's been this season? Well, you know, the, the, the cool thing about the NFL, and I think Jerry Jones had a big part of this, is that it's a 365-day-a-year thing where it's on your mind. And a big part of it in sports radio and for fans is team building. You know, what are the philosophies, what are the strategies for putting together a roster that is going to equate to success? And some teams around the NFL, like the Patriots, did a hell of a job at that for a long, long time, and they were way ahead of the NFL. The Rams, the Eagles with Howie Roseman have made some great moves over the last five or six years. And what I'm getting at is, is the most exciting thing is how you're going to set yourself up for an off season and trading a top five pick if that's what you end up with, if it's a top two pick. So, yeah, we're watching the Cowboys and hoping to see great plays happen. But in the end, if they do lose six of the last eight games and they end up four and 12, you could be in the position to hold a quarterback for ransom. Uh, for a team wanting to trade up. And that's the kind of, you know, modern day Herschel Walker trade that could materialize where you trade down once, then you trade down again. The next thing you know, you have multiple ones and multiple twos, and you can rebuild a defense while paying Dak Prescott $40 million in one offseason. Just poof. Hey. You know, now give these guys a couple of years to play and we can have a really awesome defense. So to me, that's the most exciting thing. I know it can be kind of depressing when you're talking about the benefit of watching Cowboys losses. But while we're watching those losses, you bring up Gallimore, you bring up uh, Diggs, other players, you know, C.D. Lamb. And when Andy Dalton comes back, they're going to they're going to be able to go out there and play some entertaining football. I do believe at least against the, the defenses that don't have a powerful front. Glad you brought up Andy Dalton. When we come back from our break, we were talking about this, Nate and I, before we went on the air. I want to get y'all's opinion. Did we – Don't even don't... – No. Save that. <laughs> okay. I wanted Creighton to hear fresh. Okay, fresh. All right, I want... We have yeah. fresh stuff. Yeah, for When Creighton. we come back, yeah. we're going to take our first break, and we'll bring you fresh stuff. You are listening to Cowboys Crosstalk. Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. <laughs>
SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. From the Star in Frisco, Shannon Gross and Nate Newton here sitting across from each other. Gavin Dawson joining us from 105.3, the flagship station on that side. And very special guest, Patrick Creighton from somewhere in Louisville. We are back. And Nate, before we get going with the show, did you know at SWBC... SWBC, right over my shoulder. Yes, they have customized solutions for individuals and businesses. And you, my friend, are just a click away. A click? Where, click. where did I hear that? Go to SWBC.com to learn more, Nate, and start your next adventure. Yes, sir. And that right. adventure is action. Letting you ask Creighton this question. Wait. Well, I've been waiting on this for him for you, Creighton. All right. All right. Wait till after the show before you do it, because I know you're, you, how technology savvy you are, and you will crash the whole thing, and okay. we will lose All you. Right. So just All wait. Right. Wait to go click that. I'm just excited. So this is, this is the question. This is the conversation Nate and I were having uh, before we came on the air. Is you know Dak Dak going down? I think we we all knew Dak was a good quarterback, and he's progressively climbed his way up in the conversation. He started out as a as a lower-tier quarterback, moved himself into the mid-tier quarterback's conversation, and then this year you can argue he's moving into that top ten, getting close to that top five conversation. He gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Nate, you and I had the, had the opinion that Andy Dalton was not near the quarterback Dak was. Right. But he was going to sustain this offense. He yes. wasn't going to put up 30, 35 points a game, but he was going to keep you in games. Right. And we were wrong. We were, re- we were really wrong. <laughs> right. So the question to the group, and, and Patrick, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to you, Gavin. Did we, Nate and I, did we overvalue Andy Dalton, or is Dak just that good this year that – he was able to hold this thing together with basically the same offensive line and the same offensive weapons minus Zach Martin, which is a big piece. But still, you know, Andy Dalton barely able to put up any points. What are your opinions on Dak? Has he become that valuable to this team? Well, to answer your question, number one, yes, he has become that valuable. Uh, Number one, because of his intangibles. I I don't care how good Andy would have been uh, or how nice of a guy he is. He's not the leader. And you can tell by the response when Dak went down, he is the leader. You know, it's, it's like the movie 300. Right. He is that guy. Right. This right. is Sparta. <laughs> and, once, and once the leader of Sparta died, right. that went Sparta. Uh, so, yes, he has, he has gotten that good. He has developed into that good. Number two, uh, because your backup is not going to get as many reps in practice, even though with Andy Dalton's experience, now, all of a sudden, the playbook shrinks because Andy Dalton has no run threat whatsoever. My 11-year-old is more of a run threat than Andy Dalton. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about that. Uh, so so that, 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 that's less the defense has to focus on in practice and in game planning. They're like, hey, especially DNs. They're like, hey, he's going to be five to seven yards behind the center. I'll meet you there. And that's, that's, you can tee off with a defense like that. There are no RPO options, which is run pass, run pass options. Uh, so that limits the playbook. Uh, he's not getting it down the field. There, are, There's no chance for bootlegs. So it's very, very easy to game plan. And then that, that, that makes players around you sometimes be like, damn, what can we do? We don't even have our quarterback. Like the, the offense, when they, get their, when they get their install on Wednesday, I guarantee it's missing about five to six pages hmm. worth of plays. 
just because of the versatility of Dak? Correct. The versatility, the leadership, the verbiage, the way he knows how to run the offense, the receivers knowing that at any time they're going to get the ball thrown their way. Uh, Zeke knowing that he's going to create running opportunities for me because he can run himself uh, and we can move the ball and we can actually help the defense out. Defense is already on a historical bad level right now. Mm-hmm. And and being that now you can't put up points, that was the best game they played this past week against Philly. And Philly's horrible. But that was the best that was the best game they played <laughs> right. all week. I mean all year. And and it's they still gave up. They only gave up fifteen, which is good. I mean, considering they were giving up thirty plus like a prostitute. <laughs> oh, okay. Gavin, let's move on to you yeah. with that yeah. last comment. <laughs> yeah, w- did we overrate Dalton? Because I was talking about it similar to how you guys were. Uh, I-, I think the answer is yes and no, and-, and maybe it varies from person to person. But from what I've seen, Andy Dalton could get you the 26 points per game or whatever if he's protected. But once Collins and Smith are out, and you know the dominoes start to fall. I think Andy Dalton's put in positions that he can't handle as well as Dak did, and I was surprised, you know, how rattled he got and how quickly his eyes went down, and he was unable to pick him back up and find somebody open. So, I guess for me, the answer is, you know, quarterbacks as you move up the progression can do things without help. And, you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers put on a show with Devontae Adams and two good offensive linemen. You know, it's incredible. He's not mm-hmm. turning it over at all. Dak showed the ability that without an offensive line, you give me three receivers, we can cook. You know, I think right. Andy Dalton, if he wants to cook, he needs protection and weapons. Wow. Great right. answers, both of you guys. You know, uh, and this leads to the next question, man. What do you do as a Dallas Cowboy team? If you guys were general managers, and, and, and just forget the, the drama of the, the leg and the and ankle, what what do you do? Uh, do you sit in meetings and saying, "Okay, is this our guy?" Or do we play the game of uh, franchise tag, which that's a no go in my book. But I want to know right. how you guys feel about that. Or are we talking about just Dak? Or are we talking about, talking about Dak. offense, defense? We, we, we're talking about Dak. We're talking about Dak. Do you franchise this guy trying to say, okay, let's see where he's at? Or do, even though he's coming off this injury, do you try to get something done? Because he's not getting any cheaper, right? He's right. making more money yeah. sitting on the or couch right just now let him than he walk was on the, the field. Door. I want to – you don't have to be definitive because this is moving parts as we go. Right. But I think you definitely try to get a deal done. Uh, you know, at this point, if you're originally the biggest thing was what four years versus five years, right? Okay, well, you got one of those years out of the way. Now give him his four year deal. I mean, because that's what you're gonna do. People love to say uh, the biggest thing people were talking about five years, one seventy five. Nate, you know, like I know that one seventy five looks good on paper, but it means nothing after guaranteed money's gone. Right. So we, we can rip that up after year three, four. Once guaranteed money's gone, we will redo this whole deal anyway. So that fifth year made no difference whatsoever. It just looked good, and it made it look good on salary cap numbers. That was it. Other than that, it was worthless. So I definitely try to get a deal done, especially knowing that that's that's your quarterback for the future. What is it? What is that? Twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Yeah, twenty seven. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of years left because he plays the quarterback position, and they're protecting those guys every year, play by play, game by game, week by week, simply because that's where the majority of the money's. 
invested within these ball clubs. So I definitely try to get a deal done. And then, yeah, we need to draft some offensive linemen probably in that first round. We may need to trade up to get some offensive linemen because I hate to say it. I mean, you had Travis Frederick retired, Tyron Smith. I, I pray that everything is okay with him, but he's looking like this is the end of Tyron Smith as we know Tyron Smith. Yes. I think Leo, Leo Collins will come back just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you're going to have to start looking at another left tackle, need to look at a left guard, and you probably need to look at a center. Gavin, so you, need, you need to replace 60% of your line. Okay. Like. All right. There's a there, there's a ton of interesting scenarios that come into play though. Like if you're going to sign Dak, and you have the third overall pick, Sewell, mm-hmm. the tackle from Oregon, would be sitting there third, and he is just such a specimen. He's just paving the road out there for the Ducks. We were talking with Brian Broadus about this. You could put him in at guard for a while and wait to see what happens with Tyron Smith. And then as Tyron fades out, you kick Sewell and you could just destroy in the running game with holy cow, you know, those three guys healthy with Lyle Collins and Zach Martin and Sewell and Smith. You might be back to those twenty sixteen glory days when Ron Leary was in there. The other team could know you were running and you still were getting five yards per carry. And I, I think that would be ideal. It does get complicated though if you had the the first or second pick with uh, the Ohio State quarterback and uh, Fields and Trevor Lawrence sitting there, if if Dak and his agent are insisting on way, way high numbers, wouldn't you consider a tag-and-trade of Dak and get back on the rookie quarterback salary that Fields or, or, or Lawrence represents? I mean, that's a huge advantage. And a lot of teams that are winning in the NFL are doing it when their quarterback is in that rookie salary window. So it would be, I think the great news is either one of those that the Cowboys picked would be uh, in, incredibly asset rich. Hmm. Okay. Well, if you're looking at drafting that high, having a two, three, four pick, and you're looking at those two quarterbacks, uh, are you bringing in a line to help protect that rookie? I think Collins because if and you're Smith not, and Martin, yeah, I think that's a, isn't that a pretty good line still? That's, that's the right side. Okay, so I'm also trading, right I'm also side. tagging and trading Dak, adding additional draft capital. So yeah, we can lock up the line and, and spend okay. our money on defense. But yeah, either way, I'm trading either Dak or a top pick, and just really, I mean, it's it's incredible. You have to sit through eight more weeks of it, but this Cowboys front office is going to be loaded with options. Yeah, and Gavin, what what would you do? Would you open up the pocketbook, or is there a an amount for Dak that you're like, okay, this is this is doesn't make financial sense. I'm doing the sign and trade and then and and hoarding. Oh draft yeah, if, if he's healthy and we don't have a top two pick, you know, Dak's back and we've had the medical and it's like, dude, everything looks perfect. Then yeah, I, I don't really think there's a number that with the cap continuing to go up is going to be that prohibitive towards winning. You know, if, if it's right. forty five million, what's really the difference? You know, when when Tony had to retire and Des got hurt, the Cowboys had a ton of dead cap money sitting on like thirty million bucks a year. And because they drafted well and they had young players on their team playing well, they were contending. So this idea that if you pay Dak an additional three or four million bucks that now, oh, no, we can't win. It's it's wrong. You know, it, I, I, it, just draft well, uh, Cowboys, and you're going to have plenty of players that can, um, you know, stack up a bunch of wins. All right, let's okay, take – well, then I ask you this. Go ahead. One question. Go ahead. Well, I ask you this then. Uh, being that you're, you're going to draft, correct, are you keeping the same defensive coordinator for that same defense? 
oh, uh, man, these next eight games are going to go a long way into that. But, yeah, okay. defensive okay. coordinator's on my watch list right now. Yeah. Uh, he's been on mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a – you know, a, a lot of reasons to believe, but I think going based off of what happened last week, and you know what happens over the next eight weeks, maybe there is legitimate progress, and maybe you just need players. You know, D. Ware didn't fit when they switched to the four three. Wasn't anything really wrong with D. Ware? He went to Denver and helped Von Miller, you know, create a generational type of pass rush that smothered Tom Brady. So sometimes guys yeah. really don't click. You know that. I don't need to explain that to yeah. you. Yeah. You got it. Let's take our next break. Yes, when we sir. come back, Good there's, discussion. there's a, a football game happening on Sunday afternoon at AT&T Stadium. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, are coming to town. We'll talk a little bit about that. That might be a brief discussion. One that I really want to get into is there's some pretty good wide receivers on this team. And we've got a pretty good wide receiver on the show with us tonight. That's right. I want to know where he would where he would see himself fitting in on this team with this wide receiver crew and also maybe maybe run down what he sees out of these wide receivers. And I want to know what you think of C.D. Lamb and the potential there now that we've seen him for, for half a season. So I, I, I'm really excited about him. I'm interested to get your take, Patrick. We'll take our second break. When we come back, we'll get to all that and more. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
WBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Nate Newton holding it down here at the Star in Frisco, live in the studio. Gavin Dawson joining us from 105.3 The Fan. And Patrick Creighton joining us from somewhere in Louisville. Welcome back to the show. Let's get into wide receiver talk. Let's just jump right into it, Patrick. Why not? What do you see out of this wide receiver core? Positives, negatives, and then I want you to tell me what you're seeing out of CD and what you think the ceiling is for CD. Oh, he that forgot one thing. High. Excuse me. Uh-oh. What's that? And where yep. do you fit? Yes, where would you slide oh, yourself in this group? Where do I yes. fit? <laughs> I want to know that first. Oh, boy. If I'm there, we got to run a lot of four wides. Okay. Because, you know, one thing that uh, a lot of people I don't think realize that we actually, I believe, led the league at one point in three receiver sets when I was playing. Mm. So that helps. Right. That helps, you know, because they're bringing in DBs. Well, we could block DBs all day long and nickel, you know, nickel backers and everything. We can right. block them all day long. You know, but if, if if they're not bringing those guys in and you don't know how to use them, because we could actually run and pass the ball with threat both ways. And we did have a quarterback. So right now they're in a situation <laughs> to where it's it's rough. It, it, it is very, very rough. But uh, the ceiling for CD, I think, is very high. I think it's very high for Michael Gallup as well. Uh, you know, I, I love a lot what I'm seeing. I think all three of our receivers have a, a certain bit of a dog in them. I think they, they, they all want the ball. That's the biggest thing. And you can tell once they get the ball, they're not usually going down with just one guy. Majority of the time, it's going to take two guys to bring them down. Uh, and so they turn into running backs, especially Michael Gallup. I mean, if you look at it, he's a, he's a strong kid. Uh, and some of his down-the-field catches that he's made this year have been very, very extraordinary. CD is – I think they're still trying to find their place of how exactly they want to use him all the time within the offense. Right now, they're using him as the he's, – he's more of the true slot, work a little bit in the middle field, work the intermediate routes. Uh, but the guy they keep forgetting about is Amari. And it's crazy how they just don't get him involved early. You know, Amari has a tendency sometimes if you don't get him involved early, he will check out mentally at times. And that's, 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 that's one of his downfalls. That's one of the things that's always been said. But you can see it. You can see it. You have to get guys like that involved in the game plan early. I don't care if it's a motion and you throw it right now, what we would call like a smoke route, or if right. you throw one of those screens with just him and another receiver out there and it's two-on-one, He's got to make one guy miss, receiver blocks the other guy. However, you got to get him the ball. You got to get him the ball. Get it to him early. Gavin, what are you? What's your opinion on the receivers, the trio, so far through this season? I, I think they're great. You know, I think they have three legitimate number ones. I wanted to ask uh, Patrick Creighton more about Michael Gallup because. That's maybe one of my favorites, and I just feel like he gets the most out of the least, even though he doesn't have a, you know, some of the traits of the superstars. I think he just figures mm-hmm. out a way to get it done just as good. Hey, hey I, every every week I try to tell these guys, Craig, Gavin, that's my man. Number 13, nice. that's my yep. man. And as much as I like Amari and his subtleness of doing things and making things look easy – and how CeeDee Lamb, I think, got the most dog out of all of them. 
especially going against third third uh, corners every game and linebackers. He's crushing folks. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But right. somehow, some way, Gallup always find a way to come up with the biggest of plays at the biggest of times. And my question to both of you guys, especially you, Creighton, can we get more from Gallup? Is, do, does he have more to give? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one thing that you have to do with a lot of these receivers and the creativity that you don't see with some offensive coordinators, that mm-hmm. really kills me. Because when you have three receivers like this, you have to make them interchangeable. You can do a lot more motions and a lot more formations and put them in different spots so the DBs and the defense can't key on where they're going to be every time. I think Sunday night, uh, Michael Gallup caught, what, four of those just quick passes right right now? They were all to the left. I think except for one. One might have been to the right, but they were all to the left. And I'm just like, so we're just going to keep throwing this. Like, now I get it. They're stacking eight, nine in the box, throwing now. It's an extension of the run game. But, you know, you can do a lot more motions. You can put a slot on his side with him actually going in motion versus Mm -hmm. CD being the one always going in motion or versus Amari. You have to move them around so the defense can say, okay, what are they doing now? Who's running this route? Who's running the other route? Right. What what have you seen, Patrick? That's a good point. We hear how creative Kellen Moore is and, you know, Mike McCarthy's an offensive genius. Who said that? That's the word on the street. That's what we're being told. So that's what I want to ask you is is – from your point of view, are you seeing all this creativity or you are you think it's being underused? And like you said, you're seeing a lot of the same stuff over and over and they're not utilizing formations and motion like they should be with this talent that they have on offense. I, I think what has hopefully this is the reason that has stopped the creativity bug within Kellen Moore's head is because he doesn't have his quarterback. But I wasn't seeing a ton of creativity when he had Dak. So I'm not sure about the creativity. That's the Thank word you. around town. Um, is that the word around like the locker room? That's the word around his locker or? Ain't the word with word Nate Newton. The coach's it definitely ain't the word with Nate Newton. I promise. Right. What what street is that on? That's the word. I haven't been that one. Is that yeah. Cowboys Way? Is that Tom Hickman Boulevard? That's got to be the only street. <laughs> it's John Hickman Boulevard. John Hickman. John, John Hickman. Hickman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Gavin. It has to be. Gavin, what do you see? I mean, how do you feel about this? Well, I I like how they are passing on first down more. Mm. I like how they're using play action more, bunches and stacks. There's, you know, a lot of things, and we could get into data and analytics that kind of show these are the things that winning offenses are doing that give you a better chance of scoring on your drives and passing on first downs. Mm-hmm. A big one, the Cowboys are doing a ton of that. What I was going to ask you guys though is now that the season is gone so bad and you have your third and maybe fourth or fifth string quarterbacks in there. Do you abandon that and just try your best shot with running and try to get some scoring drives? Or do you keep passing it knowing fumbles and picks are bound to happen with the nooch or Cooper rush back there? I knew this was coming. You asked Brad, it's the same thing. I love this topic. I knew yeah. it was coming. You know what? I'll, I will let the quarterback and his ability dictate that. Okay. The quarterback mm-hmm. has that capability and that mindset, which Ben Nucci did not have this past week because a couple of times he was overwhelmed. I, I would have stuck with the run game minus the reverse. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what about the double reverse, though? Uh, hey, the one way the kid kept, number 20. Yeah, that should have been our last one right there. The, the last one. <laughs> I almost went my I almost went my gun safe, pulled my nine out, <laughs> shot my toes off. <laughs> I, I didn't blow my brains out. I wanted to torture myself, so I was going to shoot my toes off. God, uh, that was rough. Yes, it Couldn't was. Couldn't believe that call. What do you think about Cedric Wilson getting back there, throwing it around? Would you you'd like to be involved in some trick plays like that, wouldn't you? With the the option to run or pass it? Absolutely, but I, I think there's a time for it. Yes, it is, and that wasn't it. And that wasn't it. That wasn't the time for it. Like like the timing's off. He's like he's like calling plays. Like if you want to go talk to a girl, and yeah. you go with the time where she's eating. Yeah, it's the wrong time, Kelly. <laughs> We're not going to do that. That's, that's not the time. Hey, you know what bothered me? And see, you, I got Isaiah Stanback sitting in there with me while we doing these shows. Uh -huh. And Isaiah said, they're not going to try a reverse pass and they're in prevent. I'm like, yes, they are. Prevent defense, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so you guys want to go to that topic oh, of Mike wow. McCarthy taking over play calling a little bit. That's what it sounds like to me. Brother, you got yeah, your yes. man. You got your man. How far you want to go with it, Gavin? Hey, tell, tell me all about it. I love this one. You Wait a minute, Nate. You've been saying this since maybe when he was hired. hired. The day he was hired. Yes. <laughs> I was so pumped up when he said, I, been, I, I gave away my play calling. And I'll never do that again. And two weeks later, you want to see a fat man deflated? Like it was. Uh, y'all, 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 y'all see men in black with a lady cut the man in half and he just. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. right. Yep. I could not believe that. Because that's what you're paying for, right? The oh, in game yes, adjustments, sir. recognizing stuff, the yes, games. Yes, sir. So, Nate, do you take that over? If you're him, do you take that over now? He, I, I don't think he can. I don't think he can because Mr. Jones will be like, come on, we don't got halfway through the season. But me, that is my expertise. And before him and Aaron split, and before Aaron got all his knowledge and pushed him out the door, <laughs> yeah, there's no way in the world. You got a young Dak. You got a young Keller Moore. Show them the way. Show them yep. the way. With three receivers, he has never had at his time at Green Bay three receivers and at the time before Zeke started fumbling, that type of running back. Right. Come on, man. I've seen him do it with two offensive linemen and, 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 and one receiver. Come on, Donald Driver. Come on now. You could think he couldn't work magic with Zeke. Oh, okay. I'm All right. Through. You know what? You did this. You did. Hang on. You did this. You brought him up. I wasn't going to bring him up on this show, but you brought Zeke up. Okay. That, that's now. Wait. It's a little disappointing. Okay. I'm sorry. Now we're it's gonna we're gonna take a break because yes, I need sir. you to think about where we're gonna go with this. Okay. All right. Because Zeke, Zeke is, is my guy. Zeke is okay. He's your guy too, yeah. Gavin. He uh -huh. he's also Nate's guy. So yeah, but Zeke he done sold him down the road for this Tony dude. No, I, I heard him on his show. I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Zeke. What's going on with Zeke? Let's talk. Maybe we'll talk about the Pittsburgh game. Maybe we'll talk about some other stuff. We're gonna take our last break. You are listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys Crosstalk, Nate Newton, Shannon Gross, Gavin Dawson, Patrick Creighton, our very special guest, SWBC Mortgage, customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com, but wait until after the show. That way you can focus all of your attention on it because we need your attention for the next 10 minutes. And you know, and I, and I want to say this before we get out of the show, man. Boy, I see your mama taught you right. Put something behind that old pretty white uh, chair, boy. Put something on there. Put that. <laughs> yeah. Don't you better know chair. it. You better know it. Patrick, before we get into Zeke talk, who was the best wide receiver you ever played with? Aaron Lawrence. I mean, that was was that a real question? Yeah, it was a real question. <laughs> I just wanted okay. to know. I just you wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. So, who do you who do you who do you uh, who do you admire in the game today? Who do you like watching? Oh, I love watching Hopkins. Oh, that's, that's, that's thank one you. guy I love watching. Yes, sir. Love watching Hopkins. Love watching oh. Julio. When Julio, when Julio's healthy, mm-hmm. Julio and Hopkins are the top two receivers in the game today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, I, I don't even think it's really just close. But those are the top two receivers, I believe, that are in the game today because they've been doing stuff, especially Hopkins. He was doing stuff with five different quarterbacks before Deshaun Watson right. got there. He was still putting up a thousand yards, and it didn't even matter who was sticking him. He didn't have another receiver on the other side of him. It didn't matter. And Julio, when Julio's healthy, I mean, he's got Matt Ryan, of mm-hmm. course, but yeah, I don't think nobody that's an Atlanta fan even believes in Matt Ryan anymore. Uh, but he still does his thing. Uh, so those those are two of my top guys to watch. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, Nate. Your mm-hmm. guy Zeke, what's going on? Is 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 he is he, lo- is he losing a step? You know, Pollard's getting more carries now. To me, just the eyeball test. Now, I'm not a big <laughs> film guy. I'm not a, I'm not a broadest guy. I'm not a Nate guy. But just the eyeball test. He's not breaking tackles like he used to. He's he's not making that first guy miss. Is 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 something going on? Talk to me about Zeke. I'm worried. Okay, I, I'm I'm still loving Zeke. It's Zeke, the guy we saw the first two years breaking 60, 50, 40 yard runs. No, but he he was coming into this year. I watched him in a couple of practice. He seemed to have a little bit of zeal back to him, especially as his competition is Pollard. So he had a little zeal to him. Okay, but. He's lost all of that zeal because you lose your offensive line. All of a sudden now he, he thinks he's a battering ram. You, you can't survive. I don't care how great yeah. you think you are. There's but one guy that was a battering ram and made it, and that was Walter Payton. Other than that, even Earl Campbell, if you see him now, you, yeah. he, he paid right. a heavy price. Zeke got to get his head up, get his mind right, uh, because the fumbling is affecting what he's done, what he's doing now. Zeke still has something left. Superstar, no. Star, yes. Superstar, no. Yeah, Gavin. Nate <clears throat> said that you're 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 selling on Zeke. Is that right? Or you yeah, still on the Zeke train? I heard you, Gavin. Well, I, I know I've been a big fan of Zeke, and I, I I don't think he's been the same player since his rookie year. I think the fact that the offensive line can't create holes. I, I want your thoughts on this, though, Nate and Patrick, because you know I didn't play the game, and I'm not like Broadus. I don't scout, but my thought is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little bit of a slower guy now, and he needs bigger holes to really get that momentum going. And then, boom, I'm through. I'm going to run over a linebacker. 
where Tony Pollard might be the kind of guy who can quickly get in there and be slippery if a block holds, you know, for just a second and a half. You know, so I'm curious. I want to see maybe what other players could do. And, and I'm sorry to say that about my guy, Zeke, but the longer <laughs> we go in football, the shorter running back careers are getting. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who that signed for big money has lasted two years and still been worth it. I don't think we've seen one in a while now. Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. It's part of the sad reality. I'm just happy he got super paid. And I'll keep my fingers crossed that you know they can get to paving the opening up those kind of holes that he, that he can run through don't and maybe take Bell some of the out. house again. Out of all those you named, don't count Bell out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Patrick, would you with the I guess with the youth movement that we were talking about, would you give would you give Pollard more touches going forward just to see what you have in that space and maybe save Zeke a little bit, or is Zeke still your your bell cow that you would go to from here on out the rest of the season? Why am I saving the running back I just paid? Thank you. I'm trying to figure this. Why am I saving running <laughs> Thank back? Thank you. Somebody need to be fired <laughs> not, if I am. He's not a complimentary back. He's your, he's your number one tailback. Mm-hmm. He's your highest paid. He's one of the highest paid backs, if not the highest paid back in the league. Why why would I save him? No, we're gonna run him to the wheels, fall off. Seriously, I, I don't. Sometimes I don't understand offensive, meaning we gotta we gotta watch carries. No, we gonna give him 20, 25 carries a game. Somehow you have to wear this defense down that you're playing against. And with the quarterback situation, they got to do their job up front. They're asked to do one job, and it's to help move this ball up and down the field. And if you can't get your job done, then somehow we're going to have to find somebody else to come in here to get the job done for you. I mean, that's just that's just plain and simple. But I'm not saving my star running back. Did He's you? not a trophy on the shelf that I just polish up. Right. No, I need him putting mud shoes on, galoshes, <laughs> and going out in the rain and getting it done. How many years were you in the par- Parcells? I was three on the Parcells. Yeah, because I was I was three or four on the Jimmy, and it's the same talk. Wow. It's, yeah. I remember Jimmy used to tell people, I'm going I'm to limit Emmett down to about 19 touches and about you know, yeah. two or three passes. Game I'm going that, but that ain't what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> game side after the game, we had 30 touches. They're like, man, we ain't trying yeah. to save nobody here. You know, Why? it's time to run. Yeah. Nate, I need, I, I, need, I need you to do something for me. I need that? you and Patrick to do something for me. What's that? And I'm probably asking you to do something that's not possible. Yeah. I need you guys to give me some hope for this weekend with the Steelers coming to town. Can the Cowboys pull Ooh. off a miracle? Is there any – should you just take it for what it is and be like, okay, let's just move on to the next week? Or do you have any hope at all that they can make this a – let's just say a competitive game this weekend? In his defense, he was left unsupervised. Go first, Chris. <laughs> you see the shirt? Exactly. And I'm about to give you an unsupervised answer. So, so let's just say this. You say you won't hope with this game. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just went on the road. And beat the mess out of Baltimore mm-hmm. and limited the former MVP mm-hmm. to, I think, 170 yards passing, maybe right. if that much. Two mm-hmm. interceptions, two fumbles. And two mm-hmm. interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Gavin, do you have any hope? Yeah, Can you hope, give me Gavin. some hope? 
Man, I don't. I, I you know, this Steelers <laughs> defense is great. Uh, See, I, no, there's not. You know, I guess is Cheeto coming back, and and Sean Lee's going to play. Maybe you can keep him under. 30. Right. This Steelers team has scored 26 against every opponent. They've scored 38 yeah. twice. They're going to get to 30. I don't think the Cowboys get to double digits. Oh God, dang, uh, now, Gavin, something. We can't get more than nine. I don't think so. No. Well, you uh, not know, against this defense. We're at home. Three pass so, hey. We're at home. We might have Cooper Rush behind center. We 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 can't get yeah. a, a touchdown yeah. and a half. Can't get there. I mean, hey, sign we... me. I'm good. <laughs> you know, they, they had a couple of good drives last week when they were behind Zach Martin and Collinsworth was talking they about did. it. Yeah. And how can did you find end? something there? Can Z go for a buck seventy five and silence the haters? There's your hope. I, 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 I I'll know, give you some but... hope. Never mind. You know what? I, I like working for the Cowboys. Don't shut up. No, Nate, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he just asked, can we run the ball behind Zach Martin? Yes, we can. Five, three, five, six, five, and reverse. Yeah. Reverse, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. It don't take but one yeah. negative play yeah. to get a defense going. And yeah. every time, we was four for 16 on third down. Every time, we would have <laughs> success. We would do something play calling wise to knock us back. And that mm. cannot happen from a coach. We got about a minute and a half, fellas. Nate. That's all the positivity I have. Well, thank you for bringing that little bit of positivity that you had. Positive Mike McCarthy should call the play, sounds like. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, yes, that's, that's what that sounds yeah. like. You yes, know what? Sir. I got one bit of positivity. Okay. I got one bit of positivity. I'm here for right. it. Can they turn the game on Sunday on Madden Rookie Mode? <laughs> Boost. Get a boost. Boost. Yes. And we in there. And we are in there. Uh, it kind of looked like you were watching Madden last week with all those crazy plays and not knowing who was in what position and all that stuff. And then so. they asked the coach at halftime, what are you planning to do coming back out? We got a few more plays left. Yeah. Wow. I was really excited. I think he went in there and dropped a six-pack. Oh. All right. We got about a minute left. Nate, score prediction for this weekend. I ain't never picked the Cowboys losing. I never will. But I never have a Thank score you. either. G- good prediction, <laughs> Gavin. What are you thinking? Yeah, don't do this to me. A thirty-eight to three Steelers. What? What? Gavin, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, thirty-eight Try to again, three. Gavin. Okay, last week I nailed the Cowboys' exact point total. The week okay. before that, I nailed the margin of victory, which was twenty-five points. Bro, okay, right, you let you leave Gavin alone. Let him go with that. Yeah, Patrick, I know, I know Patrick, he's what been you good, got, but I, I want to give him another shot. <laughs> How about you, Craig? I'm going to say the defense is going to have their best output Uh-oh. of the season. Okay, okay. Best uh, output of the season. I'm excited. I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger, and they're at least going to get one pick, and Connor's going to get at least a fumble. Okay. You got five they're gonna, seconds. They're going to sh- they're going to strip Juju of one. So we're going to go 21-17 down. There you go, Patrick Creighton. Oh, yes Thanks for being on the yes show. Noon, Gavin Dawson, Shannon Gross. This has been Cowboys Crosstalk. See you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!